Hello there, welcome back to Crystal Myth Podcast. Did you Hello. miss us? You should have, it's been over 45 years. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Unfortunately, illness kicked my ass and um, yeah, I wasn't able to speak for two weeks and then other shit happened. So, yeah, there's just um, been a lot of shit. What was supposed to be like a, a week or two's break is like maybe just a week's break. Like, it's just turned into a fucking month. So yeah. If we have any listeners left, whatever, <laughs> 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 it's good to be back. Um, we were going, we we're going to talk about secret societies, which maybe, um, as we said to each other on WhatsApp, maybe they knew that we were trying to t- expose them, and they've somehow, like a QAnon person, has decided, you know, to stop us. I think that was definitely what happened, even though. As we were just discussing before we started recording, I don't really understand what QAnon is. So. It's just a lot of idiocy, uh, basically, a lot of lies. With, I feel like all secret things. societies are just a lot of idiots. Like. But there must be some secret societies that do good things. Why, could, why are they always seen as bad? I mean, like if you were a secret society that did good things, though, you'd probably just keep the society secret. Whereas the then, secret... I, Societies that do bad things are not very secretive. This is the thing, we're talking about secret societies, but technically we shouldn't really know anything about them because they're secret. Yeah, by definition. Yeah, obviously by definition. So how how the hell do we know? Unless they're like, I guess, are secret societies that are now defunct, like the Golden Dot. Are they still around? You're going to talk about the Golden they don't exist anymore. Sorry, I'm also doing an SMR for everybody while we do this recording because I'm just munching large handfuls of crisps. Some people don't like the sound of people. Really attractive. It's all that stuff, isn't it? Um, no, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, but like the Alistair Crowley, who was part of the Golden Dawn, who we mentioned in a previous podcast, if you remember. Yeah, he had like his own spin-off series, didn't he? Ordo Templi Orientis. They're still around. I'll albeit like allegedly in much lower numbers but they're still around and i, I kind of want to join it because it sounds fun are that i mean i suppose they would deny that but mm. i think it's like they are the golden the golden society of the golden dawn yet that's what they're called but they're it says here that they're not as secretive today than it did in the past which makes sense i suppose because back then i guess doing a cult shit was still quite taboo and controversial and people still get done for witchcraft so um i think that is what it is maybe, like yeah that thought the masons were really wanky so left them to be witchier but them. you couldn't actually be a witch and obviously you couldn't call the masons wanky back then either they were just doing a lot of stuff that people weren't into it says after his death the influence and popularity of the ordo templi orientis began to wane but it does still exist today and has various chapters scattered across the world, chiefly in the United States, the UK, and other parts of Europe. So basically, the world. Then, uh, what I liked about the group is that it says that it that they have they still have bizarre practices, but I don't think it's that bizarre. The chief among these, maybe that says a lot more about me than they. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you going to say now? <laughs> is chief among these is the group's fixation on the sexual. <laughs> I mean, especially their teachings on the adoration of the phallus and the magic of, this is my favorite line the magic of masturbation 
which I highly... I mean, well, she was set up by a bunch of guys. But I like the idea of the, the whole sex magic thing, because... Like when you're when you're masturbating, it's like you're creating powerful energy, and at the point of coming, that's when it, you're most. That's when you should say your spell because that's your most the most powerful moment explosion. <laughs> explosion. I don't know. That's when the magic is it's most dense. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, your magic spray. I suppose like, <laughs> if the whole point of actual magic is to be connected with nature, it's like when you're in your most natural state, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. So if you're bad... Really into these crisps, sorry. There's only a couple left, I can't stop eating them. Are they quite sexual to eat? They are very sexual to eat. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at um, my most magical what right flavor? now. What flavour? Are they cheesy flavour? No, they're um, stew chalk. Although I do like a cheesy, like... Crunchy red crisp as well, but no, the sea salt. That's gonna, you, that's gonna make you quite thirsty though. If you got, uh, I thought she had some orange. Just I was gonna say, you know, you know, I've got multiple drinks. Then. I know it's weird. You've got like a glass of iron brew, and then you've got like a, a kiddie's carton of orange juice. I'm assuming, yeah. or is it one of those giant ones that just doesn't? No, it's a um, kids. Well, it's not like one of the wee tiny you, kids. You're drinking the meth child's juice, are you? Yes, I'm drinking the meth child's juice. You're a bad dad. <laughs> Sounds like him sometimes when I have a carton of orange juice, he genuinely is like, um, excuse me, dad, that that is mine. <laughs> I know, but there's like plenty of I them. I think you'll be all right if I have one. I promise to buy more. Well, in the olden days it, um, of the Orientist Temple, uh, the general philosophy was a belief in New Age esoteric principles. I don't know what what's esoteric mean. And practices that came up in this. Um, as a I mean, method of well. I can't remember what it is now. So that helps you a lot. <laughs> Realise your true identity through through worshipping the phallus, I guess. I don't know. Alistair Crowley composed much of the group's lore, including a manifesto called Mysteria Mystica Maxima, which sounds like something that doesn't even come up with, like, you know, for her hocus pocus. I feel like and and the Hermetic uh, Order have, like, the same issue as... Scientology, and that it's just like a guy really? making up your own scripture and then going like it's mysterious. And yeah, although, uh, like Alistair Crowley and the he has a bit of a Jenny Bounds, um, who are the creators of the Hermetic Order, like they seem like better people than L. Ron Hubbard. But at the end of the day, yeah, you're, you're not going to be that into somebody that like writes a book and then is like, I've written this book, it's magical. Like, you just, well, I don't think L. Ron Hubbard was a power bottom, was he? I mean, I'm not sure. Alistair <laughs> Crowley was the ultimate power bottom. Elron <laughs> Hubbard was totally against homosexuality, wasn't he? He didn't want, like yeah. he said, that you can pray the gay away, basically, or something like that, or it was a deviant, it was a deviant thing. That's why he was born again as a uh, Tom Cruise, famous homosexual. <laughs> Tom Cruise was still alive when, but how's that work? Doesn't matter. He was still born again, as him. Did he enter Tom Cruise's asshole or something? <laughs> yes, his spirit is within Tom Cruise's ass. It's feeding. Yeah, so he's feeding his body. He dropped his body. <laughs> that was a hate crime. <laughs> he was supposed to come back after 21. He's overdue to come back. He stopped um, Tom Cruise's ass. So he came back as Tom Cruise's asshole. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Right, okay, that's the official. That is exactly what I'm saying. I think you should go to that court case that's going on with Danny Masterson and and testify about that. And just shout Tom Cruise's asshole. 
or Tom Cruise, the wheel him in, and you know, like that scene in Ace Ventura where he bends over and talks, yes. he's asked to talk. Do that with Tom Cruise. <laughs> this is the voice of Elon Hubbard talking. I, mean, just, I just need to shout, like, I know you're in the room, Elron, and then Tom Cruise would have to bend <laughs> over and do that. Yeah, like, you've got some secret society where you can, like, weed out spirits that are in people's assholes. What a weird society that is, but I don't know what you would call it. Uh, I've found my what I have written to myself what is esoteric but things that are esoteric are if you create something that you mean to be only understood by a small number of people so stuff you, you've made up basically yeah so you, you're making stuff up and you only want a little a couple of people to read your yeah, creative writing and if you don't understand it then you haven't completed like it's like when Scientologists say I don't know, this isn't all about Scientology, but it's like if you don't understand the books, then you're not a proper part of our group then. That's the same with the Hermetic Order as well. Again, it was very Scientology where it's like basically, yeah, they've got levels. Yeah, oh, do they? Scientology. And if you're at the second level and you don't understand what people are above you, it's because they're at a higher level than you and blah, 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 blah. I don't know why I started Mm. second first would really be the ideal place to start there. But do they and then have I see the fourth level, there's people at the third level or below you, blah, 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 blah. You get how levels work. But then the difference is, did they actually have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get to those levels? Or do are they a bit more like, let's have an orgy? Unclear. Right. Both on the money front and the orgy front, I couldn't really find anything saying that they were taking money off of their followers but I also couldn't find anything saying they were and I kind of feel like they were. I don't know if this is say they were shagging their followers but again I don't know what happened at the top levels. Well this is the only information I've got the Order of the Golden Dawn from this same like little paragraphs of these secret societies that it was founded by Dr William Robert Woodman, William Wynne Westcott and Samuel Liddell. That was fair by the three bills even though one of them is right. Dr Bill and none of them used Bill <laughs> instead of William. But yeah, there's two bills and one Sam. Two bills uh, and Sam. They were Freemasons and members of, I, I don't know if I can say that, Societas Rosa Cruciana? I don't know. That's right. In Anglia, which ties, so they're connected to the Masons. And it says they were the forerunner, yeah, okay, of the, but that's just because I think they kicked um, Crowley out and he decided to create his own little fruity club, but a bit more extreme. They did, which like wasn't necessarily all about shagging, but was right. definitely a positive. Um, it's taken from... up is because women, well, one, they wanted to practice magic, but also because <laughs> they want, they thought that women should be allowed to have access to secret societies as well. Ah, uh, because I, I got the impression that women weren't in this group because it's all men that founded it. No, women are in the group, and actually, although it was all men <laughs> that founded it, the. <laughs> And I'll, I'll come back in my chat right. later to yeah, like, that's fine. their holy book type thing. But um, they claimed that like they'd gotten it from a woman. So they actually, again, this is a comp- this is a confusing sentence. They, although the three of them created it, they sort of like claimed that there was a woman above them. Although I don't think she actually existed from my research. But, <laughs> but they at least claimed there was a woman that was higher up in the society than them. So like that's, mm. that's feminism. Okay. If you have an imaginary friend and she's a woman, you're a feminist. Well, I don't know, because it it starts to make sense, but then it doesn't, because it says here that the systems, their belief system was taken from a mixture of Christian mysticism, Kabbalah, 
uh, Hermeticism, don't know what that is, the religion of ancient Egypt, Freemasonry and alchemy, theosophy, magic and Renaissance. Right? That's quite a lot to take in. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like, although it's all kind of magical stuff, like each of the, mm. so obviously because it doesn't exist anymore, you can know about mm. So it used to be like, you need to get to the next yeah. order to know about it. But right. the stuff that they, so the first order, they teach you. So in order to get on the second order, you obviously have to complete the first one. Ah, so it's orders instead, right, okay. Yeah. Instead of all three and three tins or whatever. <laughs> so the, in order, by the time you finish the first order, you should be able to uh-huh. have a mastery of the Hermetic Kabbalah, which is like that, what kind of magic powers do you get from that it says that if you have a mastery for Metic Kabbalah you'll have full understanding of the universe and will truly know that all things come from an emanation of the godhead which is basically this idea that like everything grew out of god which is that it sounds like david Icke said that but he claimed he was the godhead didn't he yes they would <laughs> okay. deny that they would they would be even though they didn't right. know david Icke was but yeah, mm. um, okay. and then you also have to have a mastery of earth, which means a mastery of geomancy. What is that? That sounds awesome. So like necromancy. <laughs> I assumed it was the ability to move the earth with your mind, and was like, Ooh. well, surely nobody's got above level or the first order and level the first order. Um, but it's actually when you th- throw handfuls of soil in the air and then read the messages in the soil. Oh, all right. <laughs> so like reading tea leaves and shit. And then it says you should then ha- grow a similar mastery of air, so you can just read the messages from air itself. What, from the clouds? Is that like looking at the clouds and thinking, oh, that looks like a, a train or that looks like a symbol of Artemis or something? Yes, except that I'd be like, Leslie, that cloud looks like a symbol of Artemis, therefore you will go on an adventure. Ooh, um, well, I am going to Athens in February, so why did you, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I've already finished the first order. Wow. <laughs> I feel like you should be, you should resurrect the Golden Dawn and become its new leader. I mean, I could. I could say that I'm going to say Julie because I haven't got her name on my notes yet and I can't be bothered flacking through them. Uh, could, like, <laughs> brought the books back to me, although I'm assuming they didn't say she was immortal. Oh, no, wait, do you get to be immortal? Right, hold on. Let me get to the... Wait, 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 so, that's, that's, that, I'm taking that's the end game. It says that there's there's someone called Johannes. Is that who the, the woman is? No, why can't I find her name? She's not a Johannes, though. It says here, well, in this thing, that the fundamental documents of the order are known as the cipher documents. They were translated into English using a cipher attributed to Johannes Trihemius. No, so yeah, no, but also yes. She's called oh. Anna and right. he's called Johannes. And Johannes is oh, dead. He's a man. Real, but right. Anna's maybe made up. Oh. Or not even maybe made up. <laughs> There's not really any evidence that Anna ever existed. It does say there's controversy around the origins of the document. There's 60 folios containing magic rituals. This is where they've lost me. The rituals appear to originate with the, and I'm supposed to know what this is, Rossi Crucianism. What's that? Tell me what that is. I'll look it up. But it must be something to do with, so this Anna woman. um, So this Anna woman was like the, hold on, okay, right, so she had the original documents which this much so the original documents must come from this rossi crusa thing so there was previous right there was previous there was old documents that are not the ones that were translated for the hermetic order and they were given to the deputy coroner of london apparently what who's one of the williams 
by a Ravenant, who was given to them by a scholar who (laughs) alleged that he was given them by... It's like parcel parcel. I don't understand what they're doing. What? By a woman called Anna, who was the love child of Ludwig I of Bavaria, who was in some other magic order that was the thing that you just said so that other set of texts ah. the holy texts of this of at that point in time already dead magic order that apparently Ludwig the first was a member of or the leader of and he'd given them all to his secret love child daughter this is crazy i really want them to make a netflix show about that i want them to make a netflix show about that but i want it to be like a really over-the-top american teen drama yeah yeah something ridiculous <laughs> He's like Anna has the ciphers, and then a really hot woman walks in and is like, "But I'm only a 14 year old girl, and the love child of Ludwig of Bavaria." And Ludwig of Bavaria is just like this really over the top camp guy with a massive wig. Amazing, that's not what I was thinking, but it's much better. Okay. (laughs) Like Ludwig of Bavaria is basically Liberace. Yes, Liberace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I love it. Um, okay. So then they took it to the <laughs> other guy that you said, the Johannes man, to decode, which again, it's just very convoluted, isn't it? Uh-huh. I feel like I need to go through it again because it's so convoluted that it's like, right, so there was an order. They had holy text, holy scriptures that were called Rosie O'Donnell or something along those lines. <laughs> and the king of Bavaria was secretly in that magic society. He stole the Rosie O'Donnells, but then he wrote them down himself <laughs> instead of just giving anybody Rosie O'Donnell. And then instead of giving them to any of his legitimate children, he went and gave them to his bastard love child, Anna, no second name. Uh-huh. Which makes sense, I think, because, well, Alistair Crowley came from a, a like so wealthy backgrounds. But he had no. That's a convoluted link. I'm just saying that the team have lots of bastards. <laughs> because he knew that in the future, Alistair <laughs> could do the same thing. I mean, why not throw that in there? It makes the same amount of sense. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> and even the like, how did it get to? So yeah, the the whole like, right? So Ludwig the first gave it to his bastard love child, and she gave it to a scholar to try and get him to translate it from the cipher that ludwig the first to jews and then he gave it to his friend who was a reverend who also couldn't decipher it so he gave it to and why would you give it to the deputy coroner of london like, yeah, that's what really why does he then come in line there and be like you know, why not Willie, he's a coroner but not even just the coroner he's a deputy coroner so he's not even True. like the best not, coroner, the most important coroner no <laughs> i feel like maybe they just it's it's been diluted down through whoever they've passed it to and they've mistranslated it. So it, it actually resembles nothing what it was initially when it was the Rosicrucianism society. So it's just changed completely, slightly. You know how things also, are. Even with the like the madness of the story, it's not even like that kind of weird game of telephone like getting mistranslated because there's now hold on. Six. There's six different explanations of what happened next but they all come from one of the two willies or sam two willies two willies they worship so like the what's that so (laughs) firstly there's like that the order initially claimed that the cipher was a copy of the older cipher from the magical society that ludwig the first was a member of 
and because I met sorry, so because Anna, but again, this is just one version of these three guys' story, because Anna, his bastard daughter, was a member of that magic society as well. So she was effectively a witch and his other children weren't. So that's why he trusted her with the cipher. Oh, okay. But then at a different point in time, they told people that they had no idea who it belonged to because the reverend that had given it to the to one of the Williams had just found it in a secondhand bookshop, thought they would think it was interesting, and they then got Johan to translate it and oh. found out that it gave them magic powers, which is quite a departure from the original story. Well, I, I still don't really understand what what the point of it all is. Like, we, let's concentrate on the Golden Dawn. So, okay. what exactly? Like, they go through levels and things, but right, so I, I just imagine the first level. Okay. Which is like your weeding mud. Where did they meet though? Did they have a cave? Did they have a like a, a gentleman's club room? Yeah, they had gentle, yes, they effectively did have a gentleman's club room. Right. Okay. And then so you'd meet in the gentleman's club room if you wanted to enroll. And then that's where everyone practiced first stuff. Then you mastered mud. Uh-huh. And an understanding of astrology and tarot. You then got to move up to the second order. So the second order was where you learned true magic, but don't get too excited because then when I found out, I'm not excited to wear one of them. I know. Two. Okay, I'm just being harsh because the first one's using the crystal ball. <laughs> so, which is like a tri, it's a, a triad, a trifold. There's three of them. So you learn triad, how to use the ball. Triads are Chinese gangsters, Mark. There we go. So the, tri- <laughs> the triads are there. <laughs> they teach you how to use a crystal ball. Then <laughs> you learn how to uh, travel astrally out with your own body. So I've admit ah. that I would like to learn how to do that. I kind of do, but then at the same time, it's scary. Like I did, I have actually tried to do it. Have you ever tried to astral project? No, but I'd like to. I even tried to do it as young as like eight or nine. But I was, I think... I don't know if you could possibly do it, if it is possible, but I remember when I was with two of my pals um, and we would lie in the dark underneath their bed, underneath her beds, so it was extra dark and isolate, you're isolating yourself and you had to just be quiet and just try and will yourself out of your body, but I just couldn't do it. I don't know if the others did. They <laughs> might have claimed they did, but I couldn't. I, couldn't. I think it was just like, yeah, I'd like to do this, but the thought of actually leaving my body just holds me back. So I guess I'm just not not good enough for the, the club. It's because you hadn't completed the first order. Oh, see, right, yeah. <laughs> if you'd learned how to read mud that you threw in there, then. Mm, right. And then learn to use crystal ball. Then you would have been able to astral project. And then right. once you've worked out how to astral project, then they teach you alchemy, which, to be fair, is mm, quite cool. Really. Like a if somebody wants to teach me how to do alchemy that's grand like I want to make gold out of again mud I suppose it's all mud based what's your ultimate goal did he want immortality or did he want ultimate power or do you want to be one with nature like which what is it do I control the world now (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because I obviously I also wanted to know this Leslie Uh but my notes for some reason say and then you reach the third order Uh uh-huh and it looks like I've written, which is where you learn how to be a secret. <laughs> what, the chocolate bar? Chide. <laughs> is what I'm getting from my own writing. C-H-I-D-E. 
That makes no sense. Chits? Chit? Childs. Child? Child? Really? Child? I don't know what I've read. Adrian Childs? You get to learn to be Adrian Childs. Wow. Adrian Childs I wonder is the only ever reached the third order. But isn't it a bit strange that you never see Adrian Childs anymore? So maybe he has reached the final order and he's transcended. Strangely, an article popped up from him on my phone today about how he's he once uh, no, it did. About how he once asked to join FI5, and I was like, No way! I did think, like, where's Adrian Childs been, and why is there suddenly articles popping up from him on the phone? What the fuck? On their phone, everyone's phone, we all share it. Right, hold on, I need to go back into my actual what I was reading on my phone, and because mm. we can't just leave it on a cliffhanger and we not tell oh. anyone what the. Right, How many orders are there in total? There's only three. The third order is your oh. final goal. Oh, well, that's that's quite good. So, like Scientology, where they keep adding more and more. Once I mean, if it's just becoming Adrian Childs, I'd rather stop at the second order anyway. But... <laughs> Imagine we all turned down Adrian Childs. That would be really terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be Adrian Childs unless he's got some sort of mega superpower. Maybe once you learn how to astral project, then you mm. astral project and you go into Adrian Childs and everybody's Adrian like, and Adrian Childs having a party. Well, so it's like being John Malkovich where you go through a portal and you end up in John Malkovich's yeah. head. <laughs> Love that film. <laughs> Do you remember how weird that film was? Like, he goes to his office and it's like half an office, so they're all crouched down. <laughs> they're all crouched down. It's such a good film. It's so fucking weird. And the receptionist, like, what is she? She was was she secretary or something? She was really bizarre as well. <laughs> the she was Cameron style. Diaz, wasn't she? Or Cameron Diaz? No, 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 no. I think the secretary in the the office was who Cameron Diaz ended up with in the end. I think. Oh, I really remember? need to watch it again. I think the last time I seen being Joel Malkovich was when I was in course. And there was like it was Ramadan, so the only channels we could get on the telly that had anything decent on, like films or whatever, was um a Saudi Arabia channel. And they would play Being John Malkovich was on one day. And I was like, oh my God, you never see that anymore on TV. No. And it was like so weird. That is such a good film. Oh, I love it. I see, having not watched it for about 15 years, but last time I watched it, it was good, so I imagine it still is. <laughs> Yeah, I managed like, to find what I was trying to say. Right, okay. You don't become in. Adrian Childs. You become a secret chief, which, let's be honest, makes even less sense. Yeah. What? Although, chief in defence of people making no sense, why did I, in preparation for this podcast, just write down, you become a secret chief, which are smudged, and then not expand on that as if I was going to be able to explain that very clearly to you? So you become a secret chief, which means that you become highly skilled in all forms of magic, but you also gain the ability to mentally direct the activities of people who are not secret chiefs. So you get what? Right. So you're like a wizard. You're a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard. <laughs> 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 well, wasn't one of them. That's what Robbie Coltrane was talking about. He's part of the, the, the golden, dawn. Of the golden dawn. <laughs> He's reached the third order. <laughs> a secret chief that lives under the stairs. Oh, I suppose that'd be quite good to manipulate people. Well, does it mean like you can you can read their minds or you can make them do things like puppets? No, like they're they're your puppets. Right. And again, including Adrian Childs. So 
It's all come full circle. <laughs> right, well, I mean, that's... Do you want to know a couple of people that reached the, the third order? Okay. Uh, for sure, but okay, right, go on. Yes, we do. It's scientific right. fact. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. I, I gasped, even though I wrote this. <laughs> I'm blown away. I didn't see this coming. I love how you're surprised by your own notes. <laughs> <laughs> like someone someone some fucking secret chief wiped your memory <laughs> i mean that seems to have actually been what happened which is very confusing <laughs> uh alistair crowley he which maybe like nobody actually agreed with him and he's just controlling all our minds maybe because he's reached the third order uh yates of wb fame is he a poet he is a poet right okay bram stoker what, Bram Stoker from Dracula? Bram Stoker yeah. of Dracula fame. I didn't know he was a member of the Golden Dawn. That's pretty cool. He's not just a member. He's reached the what? third order. Wow. <laughs> he's a master wizard. He's... He can, do it all. He can read uh, all the mud. He's Irish. Okay. Maybe that's why he was like, in his book, oh, it's really important that they travel with the dart of their own land. Because oh, yeah, that's true. He's so all he about dart. He's yeah. part of the dart religion. <laughs> and um, also some famous ladies because again ladies were allowed to join fictional right. and real so these two are real ones as opposed to the fictional one from <laughs> earlier uh, the actors Sarah Allgood and no. Florence Farr I've never heard of them obviously they're probably actresses from the 1900s or some of the late 19th century they are but I felt like you would probably know them because I feel like you're nah. better with them old nah. old old famousers than me wasn't there a woman called dion or dion fortune was she part of no i think she hung around with crowley rather than the golden dawn crowd i want my name to be dion fortune yeah it's let's see awesome. what sarah Allgood was in uh sarah Allgood was in juno and the pea the peacock Filth. wow juno Filth. and the peacock Filth. storm the teacup Oof. that hamilton woman one of your favorites oh that is an actual film with um uh, vivian lee uh, yeah, no, she seems to have been, like, properly famous. She was in the original Cheaper by the Dozen. No. <laughs> yeah. She was in Shut How up. Green Was My Valley. Seriously? She must have been quite old then. The Strange Affair of Uncle Harry, that looks fun. Right, Dion Fortune was a British occultist, ceremonial magician, novelist and author. She was co-founder of the Fraternity of the Inner Light, an occult organisation that promoted philosophies which she claimed had been taught to her by spiritual entities known as the Ascended Masters. That all happened when she was having her outer body experiences. Wow. She was a prolific writer. Um, yeah, she wrote a lot, a lot of books on occult and magic and shit. And, <laughs> she's born in London, no, so she's Welsh to wealthy. They're always born to wealthy upper middle class. Yeah. Like, because poor people don't have time to form fruity occultist clubs do they too busy toiling in the fields and the factories and being miserable fuck's sake she went to a horticultural uh not college little's known about her early life she studied psychology at the university of london and then she became a counselor in psychotherapy <laughs> and during the first world war she joined the women's land army and established a company selling soy milk products so she's well ahead of her time there yeah soy milk that's from reading the mm. crystal ball and knowing what's going to come next. Yeah. I can't find what films Florence F- 
farce starred in, but after she quit acting, she wrote 12 books about feminism, effectively, which is cool. Sweet. One of them has a really cool illustration of a woman in a really nice hat in it. Modern woman and her intentions. It sounds like something that would be written by a really like wanky guy, but it was written by a really cool feminist witch. I'll just show you a picture of Dion Fortune. I quite like her outfit. Like she's wearing a man's clearly a man's suit with a tie. She's quite stern though, but I like her. She looks badass. She does look badass. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like she does not take shit. Actually does, doesn't she? Right. Well, um, is that? Ooh. Uh-huh. I'm going to send you a picture of Florence Farr just because uh, I like how cool she looks here. Is she older? Right, well, let's see. Yeah, she died in like... Uh... Hey, speaking of old people, I thought I was going mental because it came out in the news that, and I feel a bit sorry for the guy because he was just... Right, I'll, I'll tell you this. Right. Leslie Phillips died recently and I'm like, am I going mental? I thought he died like two, three, four years ago. Now, I saw this and I was like, who is Leslie Phillips? But also because I was ding like, dong. ding dong. <laughs> yeah, I remember him dying. Not the other day when he died, I remember. Him <laughs> you were there. He died. <laughs> you personally made sure he died. Oh, she's cool. She's got, like, I got really confused there because I just looked at when Florence Farr died and for some reason thought that Leslie Phillips died in 1917, which makes no sense. But that was when Florence Farr died. Oh, okay. Well, she is, yeah, really old. It looks like there's a lot she of sounds great. She wrote, So she was an actress, then she wrote these 12 books. Again, she uh-huh. was a witch, which is cool. Uh, she was known as a women's rights activist when she finished making films. Before she wrote her book, she became a journalist. She taught for a while. She also released some songs, hence her picture with a musical instrument I've just sent you. Mm. Oh, and she took over as the leader of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn when she moved up to the Third Order. Cool. Doing it all. Then she moved to Sri Lanka and then she died. But she was quite old at that point in time. She was born in eighteen sixty in Bromley and she died in Sri Lanka. Did she go and see like the yoga? But back to Leslie Phillips a second, do you know what they said in the headlines? Like he's ninety eight, he's had a fucking huge big long career since the nineteen thirties. But what did he go with? Harry Potter actor dies at ninety eight and they're like, <laughs> What was he in Harry Potter? He was the voice of the sorting hat. Right. I mean, that brings that. a whole new sexy element to the sorting hat. But that's what it's going to be like for all of the old people that were in Harry Potter. That's all they're they're going to be like known for because like Robbie Coltrane did loads of shit before Harry Potter, but that's all he's known as is Hagrid. It must be really annoying. I mean, Robbie Coltrane is cracker. It, to me, the end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. To me, he was the guy from Nuns on the Run and The Pope Must Die. Day. Very good films. That's um, where I learned the term test. What was it? Um, Spectacles Wallet and Watch. Yeah, I learned that from him. That film. He's uh, one of the greatest teachers of any generation. How long did the Golden Dawn last? Because it's, I'm t- take it's like a, a dead secret society now. Nobody's in it. It is, yeah. I mean, it still went on for a while after Florence died. But, I mean, it didn't go on for that long. Like, basically, William William and Samuel were the leaders. Then Florence was the leader when they stopped. And then I don't think it went on for many years after her death. So you're talking, like, a tiny amount of time. Like, it was formed in, what, mm. around 1887 it was first formed. And I think it didn't exist anymore by, like, the 1920s. So yeah, because like, Crowley, maybe Crowley saw fit to that out of revenge. You need started his own 
his own club and it's still he won really because I mean he's still it's still going on that to this day they're still carrying on his work. True. Although there was quite um, a lot of stuff that I read that was saying that effectively Wicca wouldn't exist without the Hermetic Order because mm-hmm. most of the principles of Wicca come yeah. out of the Hermetic Order. So although again, like yeah, you can't argue that it is Wicca because it's not. So I don't really know what I was going well, for. Well, it seems to me the Golden Dawn are they're not like. I don't think they're sinister or anything. I don't think they mean any harm. They're just like a bunch of rich people that want to get in touch with spirituality, much like Madonna and Kabbalah or whatever. That's kind of how I feel about them. Yeah. And I think maybe Alistair Curley thought, this is too pansy for me. I need to get something a bit more extreme. <laughs> it's not enough sex. I'm going to form my own worshipping of the phallus and become a power bottom and raise demons. Bram Stoker was friends with Alistair Curley, wasn't he? I don't know. I think he was. So I'm thinking like you're right and maybe all your sort of flowery Yates and mm. Florence Farr and all that lot were just like, yeah, yeah like we are witches that want to connect with a daisy by putting her finger on it. And yeah, yeah. Alice I like... was like, I want to fuck until I explode in a big mad <laughs> <laughs> fireworks display. And Bram Stoker was like, I'm into that bitch also, I'm going to bite you. Like, yeah, I feel like that, like, what's her, Florence Farr is more like the Stevie Nicks of the group. Yes, she's got big and, Stevie Nicks vibes. Yeah, and then Alistair Cowley is like the wannabe edgy Marilyn Manson type fool. A hundred percent. Definitely. That's who they are. <laughs> like, he wants to be shocking. He goes around knocking on people's doors going, am I shocking enough for you? Do and I as I've not looked into Sarah Allgood's life, I'm going to say that she's the Taylor Swift of magic for no <laughs> reason whatsoever. <laughs> Famously, the Taylor Swift of the, the, those times. Well, the, the Builder Bear group were, it was started in 1954 and then ever since then has convened. So they have like a conference every year as an exclusive invitation only conference of various world leaders, captains of industry, and media moguls. The group was originally started as a means of addressing a streak of anti Americanism that was spreading through Europe following World War II. You know, well, maybe don't hire Nazis to. You know, work on your space programs and shit like that. Also, again, this is a mess for me. It's like you're—I don't like the the mixture of people mm. you're inviting. It's confusing me. Like you're mm. wanting to do better things, but also commit yourself to Americanism, which is yeah. bad. So, were they trying to recruit people from Europe and all of this to prove that America weren't arseholes or something, like to stop? for the Americans to take so I think that's why because it's so secretive people started suspecting that the Americans were trying to get all the other countries to join them in a one world order sort of thing because nobody knows what goes on behind the scenes unless you've been personally invited because there's no um there's, there's so much secrecy there's an insane amount of security in the meeting sites which often feature armed guards police fighter jets patrolling the skies and that's why it's produced a number of conspiracy figures because of how but maybe that again that's just because there's so many rich people in there that they don't want just any old joe smoke getting in <laughs> but then you've got to wonder what are they talking about but it could just be boring just talking about shares. It probably um, is. <clears throat> they the, probably the, think it's, I bet the people that are at it think it's really interesting. But if we were to go view it, we would be bored. Well, the theory is that all these high profile people get together from all these powerful different like media and all that. And they conspire together to influence things that go on in the world, like wars. If they wanted to like start a war, then they'll work together to how they can do that so that. Um, I don't know whether it's for the benefit of the world or the benefit of their stocks and shares. I'm not really sure. Or whether they're actually being beneficial. Who knows? 
there was a, a book I read by John Ronson and it was called They or Them and it was all about like conspiracies and he hung around with Alex Jones before you know the whole Sandy Hook thing before he became like you know big on the like more high profile Infowars stuff he was still doing his Infowars thing but it wasn't as he was just in a shy little radio like his own little yeah. cupboard he didn't have as many listeners as he ended up with but he um they managed to find out where this certain uh, group were meeting and the guy's like well I've been there before you've just got to dress like a preppy and then just walk in there like you belong it was like in the middle of a forest somewhere in this big hotel and people like you know like President Bush Senior and all and Clintons and all that were there and <clears throat> they said that the rumour is that they conduct this ceremony where they sacrifice a child and worship <laughs> a big, a big so animal statue and that they piss everywhere afterwards and uh, so they managed it so <laughs> John Ronson just walked on in with his camera and they just let him but then once Alex what was his Alex Jones and whoever else he was with went in they went all like nuts and started to hide in the forest as if like they were going to get caught or something like as if that's not going to make them look suspicious at all instead of just walking about like you you belong there they decided um, to run off Jones walked in like shouting so John Ranson was like okay I'll just hang about here and he was just like it was just a bunch of really old rich people just hanging about having picnic um, and the ceremony was just like some ridiculous pantomime where they would boats would come down and would be people in cloaks and things but he just said it was like a big stupid pantomime for rich people basically it was no sacrifice or anything in it it was just like a stupid thing that there was a like a statue of an owl but it's just like them saying let's worship this but it was just all a lot of bollocks and then afterwards they did actually all start pissing everywhere all over the like you didn't understand why they did that <laughs> like why were they just pissing all over the grass and the trees and I guess because they can <laughs> I, I mean, he thought it was weird, but he didn't think it was anything. And actually, admittedly, the least weird bit of it, but it's still pretty weird. He just thought it was just a way for all these big, rich corporations and, and people like that to just have a bit of fun, you know, and, and out of the way of people without being, you know, they can just do weird shit like that if they want. It was just a party. It didn't actually mean anything. But then Alex Jones was like, I got the footage and it's true. They are sacrificing people. Did you see that? That was that was satanic. But it wasn't. It was just like play acting, like I a mean, bad school play. <laughs> which I does make sense because, yeah, I assume somebody else, Alex Jones, like, had just witnessed it before. Mm-hmm. And it was probably equally as fake. And we're like, they're killing that child. <laughs> there wasn't any kids, though. It was just symbolic. It was all symbolic. Yeah, I definitely recommend you read that book because it's nuts. I mean, that does sound really uh, interesting. It was. Uh, uh, John Runs and stuff's really good. Anyway, back to the fucking Bilderberg group. <laughs> was that? So, right, so initially it was to do to address the streak of anti-Americanism, but over the years it morphed into a more broad discussion on reaching mutual understanding between cultures. Fair enough. The Bilderberg group has become controversial for one key reason. As I said, no press is allowed in the conference unless you're part of the media that's been invited there but you're not allowed to report on it and no significant details concerning the topics discussed are ever officially released to the public so obviously people are going to start thinking why is it so secretive they're up to no good people are going to talk 
it's the same like you know if you're a quiet person and you keep to yourself like people start rumors about you because they, they just have to have a story don't yeah. they it kind of happened to me in school <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I suppose so, that's the thing, like by definition of being a secret society, like exactly that. If you're mm. a secret person, people fill in yeah. the blanks with elaborate madness. So if you're a secret society, I guess people fill mm. in the blanks with elaborate madness as well. So they claim that the, what they have claimed that they're they they meet up for is it not that they're trying to influence a, for a one world government or public poll financial markets and not try to influence that. They say that they're there to discuss helping global understanding and to end nuclear proliferation that's their main goal so they're trying to be nice i think they're trying to find ways of solutions so it's about like the g what was it the g was it the summit that's happening right now is it no (laughs) i don't know g8 was the first one g14 whatever one it is in egypt right now where they all just gather and do fuck all basically (laughs) come back home in their jets do a little bit of brainstorming. Yeah, and that's basically. It. Also, like you probably did come back home in their jets. Like let's all fly in our jets to work out how to have less pollution in the world, and then all <laughs> fly back. And then there's another one that's still about, and it's the Order of the Skull and Bones. This is an American one as well. Like, there's been a lot of presidents who've been part of this, but it's like a it's like the Billington Club really in in London, that kind of thing. Well, was a Billington Club in Oxford, or was that? Yeah, I think it was. It was. <clears throat> so the Order of the Skull and Bones is part of Yale University. Um, it's a society. It was originally known as the Brotherhood of Death. <laughs> so edgy, fucking Edwards. Yeah. Uh, it was founded in 1832, and memberships open to an elite few. So basically, it's the Billington Club for Americans. The society uses Masonic-inspired rituals. Remember when Cameron had to, as part of the building club ritual, put his cock in a dead pig's mouth? I do remember when he had to fuck a dead pig's mouth. (laughs) 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 That's the ritual, surely they all did. So, I mean, it's less insane to think about these Tory fucks are still doing this to this day. Because you know how Gavin Williamson, you must know him because he used to be the educational secretary and all that. He's a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. He resigned or was fired or whatever. Um, David told me that he, um, that some civil servants or something were asking for money for to, I don't know, fund something that they needed for. And he wrote out a cheque and he waved it under the person who requested its face or chin, waved it under them obnoxiously and went, just remember that I owe you, you, you I own you now. That's what he <laughs> said to him. <laughs> you are my yeah, I thought he was going to go the way of, like, he waved it under his face and then burnt it in front of him or something and said, ha-ha, you can't have it. But no, he said, I own you. That's not very I mean, good. I oh, cat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you got pussy on your face. I do, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's actually angled himself so weirdly that I can, like, barely move. Ah. Oh, that's funny. Mahis always yeah. wants to get involved. So many. There we go. Yeah, they're arseholes. It's one of the so the Skull and Bones is the oldest student secret societies in the United States. It was founded in yeah, I said that eighteen forty two. The society members meet every Thursday and Sunday. It can't be that secret if they know their schedules. <laughs> Fuck's sake. They meet every Thursday and Sunday of each week in a so building. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's just Julie Thompson and Steve McPhee pictured here. Meet every Wednesday and Sunday <laughs> for their secret societal meeting. 
<laughs> they they meet in a building they call the tomb, uh, according to someone called Judy Schiff. Uh, she's a chief archi- archivist of the Yale University Library, but I don't think she's allowed in because I think it's just for men. I don't know. The names of the members were not kept secret until the 70s. Oh, but the rituals always have been. Both of the Bush presidents were members of the society while studying at Yale, and a number of other members have gone on to great fame and fortune. The society is smart to join the society then. Well, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what the conspiracy is, because you, you join that club and they make sure that you get president, even if mm. you are a fucking tart. <laughs> I don't think Trump was part of it because he didn't go to university. He's just an idiot. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, other members have gone on to great fame and fortune. The society is surrounded by conspiracy theories, the most popular of which is probably the idea that the CIA was built on members from the group. The CIA released I mean, a statement. They released a statement in 2007 uh, in which it denied that the group was an incubator for the CIA. All right, okay, whatever. But, but I mean, if it's a group full of the most wealthy young men in America, then you would mm-hmm. assume that some of them would grow up to be in the CIA because if you're getting a wealthy person job, it's probably because you're a wealthy person. Like the Freemasons are still about, aren't they? There's still loads of Masons about. Apparently it says here that the Catholic Church forbids Catholics to join under pain of excommunication. Is that because they're prodies? I always thought Masons were Protestant. I thought Sorry. you had to be a Protestant to join yeah, the Masons. Yeah, so. but it doesn't, I don't think it says that one here. Mm. So that's really confusing because <clears throat> that just doesn't make any sense because obviously if you become a Protestant, you can't be a Catholic anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that. How many crisps have you eaten? Exactly. Lord knows, like, eight tons. See, ever since I've been ill, I haven't really had much of an appetite. I've not... Uh, because been vomiting every time you eat something isn't very pleasant. No, so it tends to put you off food. Tends to put you off food. I mean, there was a time where this is going to be disgusting. I'm really sorry, but I had like loads of mashed potato and some sort of spinach crouton thing on croot. It was like spinach and cheese and a pastry, you know, a lattice type pastry. Um, what else did I have with it? Fish maybe. I, I don't know. I can't remember. But it was all soft like that. And then next thing you know, I'm in the bathroom and it all just comes out exactly, looking exactly the way it came in. Oh, no, thank you. And it was, I was in the bath, I was like sitting on the toilet and because it's quite a small room, the sink's really close. You've been in there, you know what it's like. There's like a tiny wee sink right next to, it's like a narrow little room. And I obviously, I, I couldn't. Yeah, so I just like sort of leaned over the sink and it all just sort of came out like that. And I was like, I can't eat mashed potato ever again. And then one night I was just like wandering around at night as I do and I just projectile vomited all over the kitchen floor. It was awful. <laughs> Please don't get so I've started wearing masks again when I go outside because I really don't want to have to go through that shit again because ever since the pandemic started I never got sick. Like I always get sick. And I think because I was going about <clears throat> you know without my mask on a super like the, maybe what viruses out there have managed to grow in that time where yeah. we weren't mixing so they've become like super viruses. And like they were working out all that time, like I'm gonna fucking get these fuckers. <laughs> like a fucking montage of viruses all getting pumped up, ready to go. <laughs> as soon as everyone starts stops wearing their mask. I think that's what happened to me. So yeah. Maybe it's a sick. secret society of viruses. Yes. <laughs> well, if you could form a secret society, what would you call it? Uh, the secret society of I don't know I think I'd call it like something unassuming but weird 
like the secret society of hat pins and haberdashery. Who would you allow into your club? Uh, anyone that wasn't a wank. <laughs> yeah, but how do you establish that? Because someone could just, you know, like pretend they're not a wank and then. But as soon as you establish a wank, like it's one of the rules, so they have to leave. So if we're just like, oh, turns out. Yeah, but how do you stop them from wank, giving off, away? Off. How do you stop them from giving away all your secrets? You'd have to do some sort of brainwashing. I kill them. Yeah, that's the only yeah, way. It's the only way. <laughs> you have to just kill them. Fire. So good. <laughs> Do a ritual bonfire every month, and then whoever's the biggest wanker gets to put in the fire. Oh, sorry, that's bonfire, right? <laughs> what would you call your secret society? I think I would just call it the Leslies, and only Leslies are allowed to join. Fair. And what um, and, and you, would you gain at the third? level of your we go to like a spooky castle i think and we'd have to wear cloaks and then we would just discuss like how spicy is it what's too spicy for leslie's and we'd come up with different charts about like different things like say if you go out to a restaurant what is an acceptable spice for leslie's to handle just shit like that really What, how much, how, how long um, are you allowed out in the sun before we burn for Leslie's? It's just all about Leslie's. It's not about the outside world. It's about um, helping out other Leslie's. Um, it's about making Leslie life more uniform. <laughs> yeah. The, the order of the Leslie's. That's what I would call it. The I Leslie's mean, I could join, so Leslie. I no, can't really have any proper opinion on it. I mean, you can change the... my name to Leslie. You could. <laughs> You'd have to show me the proof that you've done it. I mean, I'm not excluding men because you get men called Leslie. So you do like, get men called Leslie. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I said that. They were like, you needed me to back you up for that to be true. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't actually get men called Leslie. That's. I'm gonna, and then on the side, I'll I'll have one called the Society for the Prevention of Marks. You'll be like her mortal enemy. <laughs> but by then, my name will be Leslie, so it'll be fine. All right, <laughs> you've infiltrated our group from the fucking mark. Secret Society of Marks. I just think there should be like a whole society with everyone just has the same name. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. See what if you have similar life experiences by having that name. <laughs> but you have to all follow a certain set of rules for Leslie's. Yeah, There's like no... once you've agreed on how much time you're allowed to spend in the sun or what shape yeah. of hat suits your face. Yeah, you have to stick it. to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you see another Leslie, in an airport or in the country, you would have some sort of uh, facial expression so that you know you, you've recognised another Leslie in the vicinity. I'd also like you could attack like people that are incorrectly showing <laughs> themselves to be Leslie's. Like if you were like, oh, she's wearing a pillbox hat and she's dressed entirely in purple, they'd be oh. the Leslie's and then go over <laughs> and are like, Leslie? And she'd be like, no, I'm, I'm called Julie. You're allowed to beat her. Yeah, you're allowed to flick the hat off her head and burn her clothes. <laughs> That's a Leslie hat. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, well, I don't know, maybe we should have a rule, but you shouldn't be able to change your name by depot to Leslie because that's cheating. You have to be named at birth, Leslie. You have to be a true Leslie. You have to be, yeah, you can't just change your name. No, you can't do that willy-nilly. No, we're serious. We're super serious in the Leslie society. 
Uh, and then we could maybe have our own and expand it to like our own holiday village where we all meet up every every so many like once a year and we all gather like at Butlins or something. Butlins being the favourite place of all Leslie's. Of all the Leslie's, yeah. <laughs> where we watch. Um, oh no, he's dead now. I was going to say like Orville and like <laughs> really shit comedians like Jim Davidson appears. <laughs> Maybe at the fourth level of being a Leslie, you can bring dead comedians back. Yeah. It's a specific form of necromancy you get to put on an Orville the Duck show. Yeah. <laughs> Chuckles the monkey. <laughs> and Butlins. Bring back Emune. I don't know what the guy who does it. Rod Hull and Emune. Rod bring Hull. back him. Yeah. And Sooty and Sweet. It'd be like end of the pier shit. <laughs> Um, I was trying to think of another one and I was like, <laughs> what's that one called with like the sisters and Doreen? And I was like, wait, that's not getting puppets in it. I'm thinking of birds of a feather. Well, you could bring them in. Yeah, that'd be fine. You could. You don't need to have puppets. Well, she, well Leslie, she, she's an actress, isn't she? The one who plays Doreen is called Leslie. So she's allowed in the Leslie Club. True. She could be, our, yeah. she could be like our head of entertainment. Whatever famous Leslie's are, there's Leslie Mann who was in George of the Jungle, and she's married to John Apertow. Leslie uh, Ash from Maven Badly. I've just Googled the word, the, the word, the name Leslie to see who comes up. Right. Uh, Leslie Mobo is a famous <laughs> Filipino stylist, apparently. Oh, well, she's alive. Leslie actually. Judd. Leslie Judd, yeah. Is she still alive? Yes. <laughs> as far as I know. If you just Google Leslie, it just brings up Leslie Manville. Doesn't bring up anybody else. Oh, I love her. I love her. She'd be our queen. No, I would be the queen, but you know, she would be like the queen mother. Leslie Manville. I love her. She's playing uh, Princess Margaret in The Crown. Oh. But my favourite role of hers is in Harlots, where she plays like a really horrible brothel madam. She's fucking amazing at it. I love her. She's she's in the Dangerous Liaisons porno thing that's out on stars oh the new one yeah but again it kind of pisses me off because they've, co- they've totally again like much like the interview of the vampire thing they've totally changed the whole story <laughs> so yeah the, it's definitely not the dangerous liaisons we know but leslie manville's in it i think she's like the older the older lover or something i don't think she's playing glenn close's role she must be she's got to be too old for that i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know Maybe I love Would her. you let any Leslie Anns in your Leslie? No, Club? no. <laughs> Leslie Ann like sacrilegious? Yeah, because I used to get called Leslie Ann by a certain someone in primary school, and it really fucking pissed me off because my name is not Leslie Ann, nor is it I mean, Lindsay. Your name is not Leslie Ann. That's true. No, no middle names allowed. If you've got a middle name, you can't come in. Oh. That's it. No, that my name's Leslie Ann. I just want to call Bradley J. Leslie, even though his first name's not Leslie, just because he looks no. like Your surname can't be Leslie. Of Leslie's I'm looking at. <laughs> oh my god, I sound like such a fucking narcissist. <laughs> like only other Leslie's. But then I did that. I went on Instagram and Facebook and tried to follow other Leslie Andersons as many as I could. And did you make any friends? Yeah, yeah, I did. But Leslie? unfortunately, some of them were an Anderson by marriage and not, you know, I guess that would be the case if they're women. So, but they're true Leslie, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's one woman I talked to, and she is like a really beautiful older woman who's probably in her seventies, but she does not look seventy at all. Like I can't believe she's got grown-up granddaughters. That's how old she is. 
but she's stunning and she lives in this beautiful big house i think maybe in massachusetts like somewhere you know like in maine that kind of area yeah and she's got beautiful cats <laughs> oh my god I'm best friends with stephen king yeah that's how i like to imagine her <laughs> hanging around with him twiggy's real name's leslie but she has given up the leslie life to be twiggy so obviously she can't be in your society but still well if her her, her birth certificate is Leslie, she's allowed in. But she's a traitor to the cause. She lies and calls herself Twiggy. Is that really, is that, but that's just like a a brand name, isn't it? It's a secret society of Leslie, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. She's the most yeah. secret Leslie of all the Leslies. Exactly. <laughs> she's an undercover Leslie. Send them out in the world. And I'm really, have... I'm enjoying just googling the name. It's so weird. So Wikipedia just has Leslie, obviously as an entry, but then it just says Leslie I... Baker was an Australian actress, and Leslie Bamberg was born in 1965. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? We should meet in a grey castle, cause that our fortress, cause that's what Leslie means. No. Oh. So that's that should be our symbol. Like we wear a little badge, and it's like of a little grey fortress. So that's how you know there's other Leslies in the area if they have the tattoo but it has to be somewhere i think under like under one of your tits Which so tit? that you just the yeah like so, so if you see an ever leslie you just sort of casually lift your tit up and show that you've got the tattoo this is so weird i'm now on the leslie wikipedia page and it uh-huh. there's just a bit that you can click and it just gives you a list of leslie's but no it's like the thing i just read you it's, it's genuinely like leslie baker as an australian actress Leslie Bamberg was born in 1965. She was a Dutch billionaire. Leslie Blanche was the British writer who lived from 1904 to 2007. Leslie M.M. Bloom is an American author, and it just goes on like that. But there's only about, like, 40 Leslies on it. Oh, my God, there's a song by someone called Dave called Leslie. Do you want me to read it out? Yes, (laughs) I do. I'll read the first bit. It says, look, they say the universe, it works in a strange way and it must be true because we ain't from the same background or same place but me and Leslie ended up on that same train. I'm talking every day. I used to wake up around 7 or 8 to catch the 906 from Norbury Station. Two different worlds in the same location and one day we ended up speaking and I would talk about college. She would talk about meetings. That sounds like my bloody Leslie Society national anthem. (laughs) And how she's planning on leaving, how she hates what she does, but she needs it. I asked her what she was doing. It's the weekend. And she said, she said, I don't know myself. I don't know myself no more. (laughs) That's a beautiful Leslie anthem. It really is a really long song. Um, That's probably written by some madman. It's 3.30. Leslie was meant to get a scan, but today I think she's going home early, trying to talk to Jason. Tell him about, what is this? This is too long it's crazy like an ocean without a shore a soldier without a war how can we do this anymore a song without a voice a spark without a flame a child without a name oh it's just wrong this is all about me angel without wings (laughs) like the day without the night to bring her peace a song without a voice how many leslie's if anything you're like the night before the day listen to this how many leslie's are running from their jasons who the fuck is Jason? Who the fuck is Jason? <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, I wonder what it's Jason like. Just like, like Friday the Thirteenth, Jason. Listen, this is this is a, this is the song. 
you hear it? I can. I think we should end the podcast on this. They say the universe, it works in a strange way. And it must be true because we ain't from the same background or same place. But me and Leslie ended up on that same train. I'm talking every day. I used to wake up around 7 or 8 to catch the 906 from Norbury Station. Two different worlds in the same location. One day we ended up speaking. And I would talk about college, she would talk about meetings and how she's planning on leaving. She does, but she needs it. I asked her what she would do in this the weekend. And she said, she said, I don't know myself. I don't know myself no more. She I'm glad we got a laser involved. We were on that too. How long is this? This song is like, wait, I'll skip forward. It looks like it's about. Oh, I don't know. I've lost it. There. It's actually a te- an eleven-minute song. I like that there's an eleven-minute song dedicated to Leslie. What? This is getting dark. Psychodrama, that's his album, where that's from. Oh, I don't know, maybe I haven't. I don't know. He's a rat, he's a black rapper. <laughs> There's not many songs about Leslie's, is there? You know. There's not enough songs about Leslie's. No, that's but what I, I don't what we say. Uh, are there any other songs about Leslie's? Oh my god, that's making this all about me. Is there songs about Mark? You don't really get a lot of songs that are about male names, do you? No. Oh, Carol. Um uh, Susie, wake up little Sue. Hey Mark. That's from um the the room. Uh but that's not a song. It's not a song. But it is from the room. Uh, I need to find a so- song. I'm done. Okay. The best songs about Marks. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Some of the songs The Mark song? Mark. There's an actual but Mark uh-huh. on the Box by the Beastie Boys. Oh no, that's just somebody called Mark riding the bus, is it? No. Um, are there any song lyrics that use the name Mark? Oh, oh no, that's not good. You don't want that. Uh, there's song lyrics that use the name Mark, including the song of Mark by Marty Hoggett. Oh, I thought I was going to say Marky Mark. Well, that's okay. I thought you were <laughs> going to say Marty Pello. <laughs> the song of Mark. Um no, unfortunately there's not really a lot of songs about marks. Sorry, maybe you should rectify that. Um the I'll song write to the king of songs. Write your own Don't song. Get it sorted. Nah, can't be bothered. Get somebody else to do it. Uh, there's the Mark song, but I think he's just singing Mark over and over again. <laughs> oh here it's here. 
What about Return of the Mac? Does that count? Uh, I mean, no. Mac, Mark, they're basically the same. When babies first learn to talk. Oh, <laughs> sorry, the song of Mark is as in Mark from the Bible, so that's not really what you want. I mean, it's technically where my name came from, so that sort of is a song about me anyway. Okay. Right, well, I'm going to, like, let's just wrap this up because I'm starting to lose my voice. So, yeah, anything else we want to say? Um, we, we still doing the list? I think I should do QAnon on in a separate podcast because there's just so much um, that you can cover with that. Okay, I yes, I do want to learn about one. QAnon. Yeah. Um, oh, the list, yeah. Yeah, I the like list. Like, yeah, the list. Like, yeah, the list, why not? Um, yeah. I mean, you don't have to keep doing the list if you don't want to. We could just do whatever no might as well do there's still some stuff on it okay now what what numbers are there you may ask i don't um, know just pick a number that's under 20 and we'll see number if eight. it's still available <clears throat> number eight nah it's gone oh. <laughs> is it i'm done i feel like i put everything <laughs> on this is a very confusing list it was fine when i was looking at it every week but oh, i thought you um, just like put them all back into a sort of order like discard all the ones we've done and then put the new list the new I list. do but as you say because we were planning to have like a week off I was like oh. sort of that later and then that was six years ago uh, <laughs> Indus Valley Nis what? you know the Indus Valley like that ancient society mm-hmm. in India never, never heard of it but that's well, quite good well. because if I don't know anything about the topic then it would be really interesting to look into yeah Okay, there so the and is it called the Indus Valley? The Indus Valley, yeah. How is it spelled? I N D U S. Oh, that's not how I thought it would be, but okay, cool. Right, so we're doing that. All right, well that's been. See, you can you can hear my voice is going. <clears throat> that's been I Crystal Myth. Thanks very much if you're listening to this and you've come back and you know persevered with her bullshit for what an hour and eighteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you'll stick with us and come back uh, uh why don't you tell your friends that we're we're back and then you we've got a whole load of episodes prior to this i mean we have been around for like over a year haven't we tell your maws too they might like it tell yeah. your maws your paws your boss tell your a rose. duck yeah tell the trees the no, trees don't listen to podcasts so what's the point um ducks do yeah that's yeah, still fine if you've got like any chat groups why don't you mention it gives a wee mention there or yeah just follow us on twitter crystal myth if you still want to go on there even though elon musk has bought it and yeah it's probably going to shut down soon <laughs> like, why not just on a wall yeah why don't you elon musk yeah right crystal myth podcast like as a mention on a wall like old school just write it Write it on the underpass if you've got one of them. Or write or, it on a stranger. Write it on the back of a stranger's neck on the bus. Or a ball <laughs> them on the bus neck. <laughs> make, a, <laughs> make a stamp and stamp it on someone's bald nut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new campaign. I mean, I don't know why bald men don't just like hire out their bald heads for advertising. They really should. So, I mean, they could have like the Nike sticker on their heads <laughs> other stuff 
Um, <laughs> Such an extensive list. Maybe yeah, well, Nike or other things. they are the ones that sponsor podcasts, don't they? Like people like that. Stitch Fix. I shouldn't really Emma give them a mention. You could just write oh, yeah. Emma Emma. on your head, or you I could <laughs> get a tiny little Emma mattress and put it on your head and get people to rest their hand on it. <laughs> and see it. And yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye.